What's going on, guys? This is the Mental Detox Podcast. If you want to support the show, I encourage you to give it a five-star review and download or subscribe to the podcast. We're on various platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts as well. And links are also down below. Also, feel free to give us a follow at twitter.com slash frankwolfbite and twitter.com slash judgeguilty and on Instagram, that's instagram.com slash frankwolfbite and instagram.com slash liberty. Enjoy the show. Yeah, just the usual clappy clap. What's going on, guys? This is your Mental Detox Podcast again by yours truly, Frank and Mr. Tim, an advocate for liberty. So, Tim, I just want to ask, because, I mean, we've done, like, a lot lately, man. Like, we've done so much as a person and as a podcast. But that being said, I just want to know what is kind of like your achievement for the week? My achievement for the week? Yeah. I, well, I would have to say probably being the lead speaker at the DC rally, actually. I mean, that it's pretty up there. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, the, uh, I'll be honest. Speaking to like, speaking not just in front of people, but on behalf of like millions of people is a huge thing. So, like, that's one of the biggest, not just opportunities, but, like, biggest also, like, moments in your life where you represent a voice of, of people who actually matter. So, like, that's just, like, one of the, the real things, you know? So, that's, like, a huge accomplishment, man. For me, dude, okay. And honestly... For me, I usually don't stick to a game unless, like, I'm really good at it. And if you're already, like, if you're always listening to a podcast, you know, someone always games. There's a thing called someone always games, and that's me in in the two. But I would tell you, in the last podcast that we did, I was platinum. This week, I achieved diamond. So, like, for a player who kind of like not played the game too much, but actually like been indulged into the game like for a few moments, or not just a few moments, but like I had fun with Team Flight Tactics and All Chess. Uh, I think like that's kind of like my genre. Like the best thing that kind of like happened to me is, you know, my achievement for like this set for playing this game is diamond. If if there's anything lower than diamond, it was kind of like unacceptable because being a diamond with and okay, I'm taking this da- data into like server sizes. So placing in diamond means that you're over like top five to top six percent of the whole server. Which is like, for me, that's huge because at a certain level, I I don't consider myself like a top, I don't consider myself like a top percent player of any game that I've played, but like 
this game, I'm like a top five, top six percentile player. So I was like, this was actually good. Like we've like achieved a lot. You Congratulations, know? by the way. That's not an easy achievement. It, it wasn't because like, okay, when you're learning a game, like, I mean, in any type of game, unless like, unless it's somewhere that's super hard, which is like your MMORPGs or your MOBA kind of games. The And I'm not belittling like FPS. There's some point of mechanics in FPS that you learn in-game. But like the game knowledge that you have to learn is like, there's a lot, but like this kill cap is less, I guess. Because I mean, in FPS, you have... You literally just have to shoot. The mechanics you learn in game, and that basically the items you learn as you go. But like in auto battlers, you have to learn how to itemize, how to work with less economy, how to work with more economy, how to work with bad units, with like good units, with by that, but with bad items, with good items, you know, like, there's some things that you have to work around. Let's be honest on that. And also, like, for me, I think one of the biggest things that you have to do as a person is to at least have an achievement, you know. And it, sometimes you have to be realistic about that achievement, let's say. Speaking of realistic, you know, like, we'll play a game here. Because I think we haven't have like a relaxed time. Time to play a game. Yes. Time to play a game. So like the game is and it's an easy game. Okay. It's two truths, one lie. Basically. So two two truths, one lie. Basically, I'll tell you two truths and a lie. You'll have to decipher, or you'll have to confirm with me which one's the lie. And I'll tell you if that's a lie and if it's not the lie. So, that being said, I'll start with, okay. The first thing is, my favorite streamer is Train. My fa- my favorite all-time game is League of Legends. And my favorite actual snack is seaweed. Okay. You ready for me to guess? Yep. Seaweed is the lie. Eh. Eh? I'm wrong? Yeah. Hmm. Which one was the lie? Because my favorite all-time game is League of Legends. That's what you said. That's the lie. Oh, that's the lie? Okay, I, you did like League of Legends, though. Of all time. 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 Yeah, okay. I was debating on that, but I did know you liked it, so I thought that was true. I knew Train. No question about that. We've talked about that so many times. There's no way I didn't know that about you. So here, okay, here's the thing. 
You really like, love seaweed? Seaweed's dude, your favorite? Dude, like for me, seaweed is one of the best snacks ever. Like I love okay. seaweed salad, so I can't knock you on that. Seaweed salad is one of my favorite foods. Okay. If you've ever made like baked sushi in your own household, dude, I'll I'll tell you what, I have like seaweed over there and I I my sister always cook like baked sushi. And we have to have this point where we need seaweed or else <laughs> we'll riot at home. Like that that's us. And I know like a lot of people have seen me eat so much lace or chips or whatever, or even like fries and like hash browns, whatever, and like the camera. But I'll tell you seaweed's the best for me. So yeah. I did I guessed that one wrong. I really didn't think that I that one's the one that sounded like the most my okay uh, all right bananas are technically a fruit okay um i'm trying to do something that might mess you up uh Damn it, that's harder to not thinking about this ahead of time. This is a lot harder to think because trying to tell you a lie is interesting. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe I already told you a lie. Okay. Um. Da, 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 da. This cup, this cup in front of me is full of orange juice. Um a chef's hat has a hundred pleats. Okay, which one's the lie? Okay, so my choices are bananas technically a fruit. That cup is orange juice. And the other one is the chef's hat, blah, 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 whatever. <laughs> yes. I would say that that cup is filled with orange juice because knowing you, it should be coffee. It's water. <laughs> you did get it right. 100 plates because that's one of those random fact things I looked up just this morning. So I knew a chef's hat technically has 100 plates. Didn't know that until this morning, but I do know that now. Because it's, it's always something that's kind of like harder but you, you kind of like want to make it believe or make the other person believe, right? Right, so, and I gave you one obvious one, banana's a fruit. Everybody knows that banana's a fruit. So, yeah. Yeah. I also gave you an, an obvious one, train, train wrecks. Yeah, you gave me one too. You gave me an easy one, so I want to give you an easy one right off the bat too because yeah. train, I knew that one. We talked about it many times. I love train. I, I, everyone knows. Everyone knows that. Don't, I, I love Domi, but like, so here's the thing, like you always make it into a point where you actually tell, I wouldn't say, I would say white or black. I, I wouldn't say either or, but there's a certain level on a person's existence or someone's in, inner existence that you have actually told so much and so so much lies that you actually tend to believe it and you actually tend 
to make it into a point where you actually tell every person and not just that, but you lead them to deception. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Deception. Thanks for the topic, Mr. Timothy, because I can't think of any topic today. So, like, for me, okay, I'll start by saying this, okay? There's a quote-unquote lying, or there's lying, and it there's deception. And in my hand, like, oh, yeah, lie. Lying includes deception, right? But the the fact that there's something called deliberate distortion of in, information with your intention to mislead others is it's not just like an oblivious or like obs obscuous. It's, a, it's, a, it's kind of a different situation. Like, think of a compulsive liar. They lie. Yeah. They're not doing it necessarily to deceive you. Yeah. Whereas the media tends to try to deceive you by misleading you with these lies. That's deception. There's a difference. There's a huge difference between the two things. Yeah, you're right. The straight-up lying can be bad. It's hurtful. But most of the time, it's kind of you can see through it if you really, really pay attention. Whereas deception, because it's if it's misleading, you get enough people to working together to create this deception, it's hard to see the truth through it. And it becomes common knowledge this is the truth when really it was never true. It's it's one of those really scary thoughts. And there are people that do do a lot of deception to control people or to manipulate them to do what they want them to do. And I personally feel it's more hurtful for someone to be deceptive than to lie. Yeah, and think about it this way too. Like, there's a growing evidence from evolutionary studies, nor like normal child human development and like de developmental psychology or psychopathology that suggests that Deception is the ability to actually make you develop into naturally or natural childhood or naturally during childhood. Because all of the things have made you or you're actually like figuring out reality and you actually want to make it into a point that you believe something, but you actually believe in the wrong sense of something if that makes sense so let's say for example right like there's like broad sheets of regular newspapers that says reporting studies or articles about financial or benefits or like even prescriptions credit cards properties even like insurance products like it's not just everyday form of deception but like there are more difficult difficulties to establish presumably like more successful deceptions that makes you into a point where you actually w believe it yourself, where, where you're actually deceiving others, but you actually make it into a point that you deceive it yourself. And that's what we're going to talk about today.
So, Tim, as we usually do, take it away. Okay. Um, deception. Just think about it like in relationships. Beginning a relationship, deception is quite common in the beginning of a relationship. When you first get to know someone, they try to lead you to believe that they are this perfect person, you know, trying to draw you in. I mean, this is this is the... I guess I consider this the white lie of deception. You know, you want someone to like you. So you perceive yourself as someone maybe you're not. So you deceive the person. Later on, if they still like you, they'll stay with you when they find out the real you. But the initial deception sometimes is necessary even to get in the door for an individual, which sad, but it happens. Like, oh, this I'm, I'm this great person. And it turns out, you know, you're an average person. You're a normal person. But you don't want them to not think that because then you're just – why date you and I could date this other guy or why date you and I could date this other girl. I know it's, so that's a, the white lie, like deception. Then you get into the ones that really bother me, the deadly deceptions or the miscommunications and uh, deceptions of media or, you know, politicians. This is the perfect time to talk about it. Politicians in the U S right now, we're going through it. You have to try and weed through what's a deception and what's reality. Are they telling me that they're going to do this for the campaign just because they're deceiving me to believe it so that I'll vote for them? Or are they telling me the truth? And we all know that when it comes to politicians, you can believe 10% about what most of them can say. So you have to weed through and decide what is the truth and what's a deception. It makes it an extremely dangerous situation for anyone when they're in the voting booth because they excuse me, want to, want to believe in these people, want to believe that they're sticking up to their rights, liberties, and happiness. But in reality, they're out for themselves. They're out for the election. They want to be in power. Career politicians in the U.S. is basically built on how well you can deceive your, the people you want to, to vote for you in most cases. Can't say as I can ever remember a politician in my lifetime that was 100% truthful. Not one. <laughs> it has always been at least a white lie here and there. So that said, Frank, what do you think about um, who's like your top tier deceivers in your opinion? What group? What group? What group? Like media, politicians. What are your top tier deceivers in your opinion? Okay. It's easy for okay and this just my my tier right so media is easy is easily an s plus tier politicians is in close s the the fact that okay one face value People could take you with face value and won't tell you that you're lying and make it easy for you to believe it. Number one, headlines. If it's like headline worthy, you'll make it into a point where it's deceitful. Like the bus feeding word, where it's like, okay, dangers, dangers involved. Ta-da! Like, or like, no, not to mention, epidemic. Like, it, it's a buzzworthy word where it's like, okay, there's something like wrong. Or I'm not saying like, you know, the current pandemic is false, which is like a lot of people have been uh, 
infected, a lot of people have died. But like a lot of things, we've made it into a point where it's super buzz worthy on in the media, and then we underestimated other ones. Like the current pandemic. We've actually and let's be honest here, boys, boys and gals, boys and gals, boys and girls, rather, whatever. It it it's also correct. But we've also underestimated this pandemic because number one, we've been co- socially conditioned that in our minds we have this preconceived notion that it's not just people are good at lying, but rather people are poor at detecting lies or liars in in general or decep- deceptions or people who are being deceived. We've lacked that failure or we have that failure rather to detect deceptions and explain to ourselves that there are many lies that go undetected and that observers or like outside people have become I would say unmotivated or predisposed to consider that at least at least for me okay I always considered like at least one to ten percent human error that that that's just me there's like a certain percentage of margin of error for or human error and that's why for me at least that's why i have to always give it into a consideration of a fact that there's at least at least one once or once twice a day maybe or maybe like a quarter of interaction with others, like there's a deliberate deception or deliberate con. I don't say cons conciliation if there is a fact or concealing of facts. The, you know? Well, there's also the bypass. It's like a bypass um, unintentional deception because they believed another deception and continued the lie without knowing. And then there's the deception where you knew you were causing a deception and creating it. It feels like that's where you're kind of going with that, trying to separate the two. So, Correct me if I'm wrong. No, no, it's totally right. Because Ill- there's illnesses related to deceptions, right? You could mm-hmm. call it like a social or psychiatric problem. Because as it is, like, and this goes with like the study that Christopher Bass and Peter Halligan published. Like, this is in JR JR Social Med article that was published in 2017. Or this is a journal of Royal Society of Medicine. That's what it is. JRSM. So, they said that in recent national institutes of studies that were funded by or that were health-funded scientists, it says that a third of their respondents admittedly engage into a variety of deception practice. May it be fabrication, may it be falsification, may it be plagiarism in their research. So there's a lot of existing psychiatric accounts of illnesses that lead that leads from underestimating 
contributions from non-medical deceptions. And there's some continually, I would say, Socratic use of the term deception, where in some cases that given the involuntary behavior and loud and I would say largely outside of it, it's more, most and more importantly, consciously controlled because it's not like, it's not like, it's not just suddenly, but you are aware of it. You, you are actually like normally aware of what you say and what you do. Think about this way. We were speaking about games a while ago, right? And if you are indulged in games or like in Steam games, because I mean, Steam produces a lot of games, which it, or hosts a lot of games that are good. Let's be honest on that. But if you haven't heard of the game Among Us, so Among Us, the goal here is for you to actually and I would say this because I've, I've also played Among Us for like a couple of games. The goal is for you to be able to deceive a person by you not saying that you're an imposter. So let's go to the basic mechanics of the game. All right. So there's two things. There's two classes here. So basically there's the imposter and there's the crewmate. So imagine like, let's say you're in a quote-unquote spaceship, right? So in a spaceship, in that quote-unquote spaceship, you're either a crewmate, which you help in tasks, you do like, let's say, the reactors, you fix the lights, you check admins, right? But there's also the imposters where their goal is to deceive you with their existence and to kill you, basically. So, that being said, the goal of the game is for you to be able to deceive other people and have this notion of to get in, to kind of like get in their way to lie and for you to succeed. That's how you win as an imposter, is to deceive. Now, when you're an imposter and someone asks you of your pathing, like, you have this notion that you have to lie, which means that in that in that state of your mind, and let's be honest here, you're actually self-aware that you are deceiving others. And correct me if I'm wrong, Tim, but like there are some times that a lot of people who deceive are more self-aware than those who don't. Quite often. Uh, a good example of that are drug addicts, people that can't control it, and they're trying to deceive either to get money or hide the problem that they're having. They are very aware of their deception. They may or may not be good at it, but they're very aware of it. I mean, as a counselor for a drug rehab situation at one point in the past, that actually was one of the things that I was quite easy. I could see through a lot of times. And it, it was very common, happened a lot, you know, as a methadone clinic-like situation. So it's one of those things that um, it's hard to see, 
because you know that they're doing it out of a need for something. Whereas that's where I find it very sad when you see people that do it just for the sole purpose. There are people that deceive only for the purpose to hurt other people. And because for some reason they enjoy doing it and it happens, it happens. There are people that just enjoy seeing other people suffer. So they deceive them into feeling comfortable around them and trusting them. And then they kind of throw them under a bus or they deceived them into a position that they knew was bad for the other person just because. Um, clinically, there's a lot of issues with the, that type of thing. Like being hurt by, the, by someone that's been deceptive is a horrible situation. But remember, there's the intentional that's trying to hurt you, like I just said, and then there's the ones that are trying to deceive you because they're trying to get what they want or feel like they need, whatever they need, feel like they need to get. Is that deception? It's kind of like a relationship. There's deception where you're not really looking for a relationship. You're just looking for a one night stand. They're deceiving you into getting that moment. And that's the end of it. And, you know, you feel someone can feel hurt by that. So that's a deception where they're just, although the person's hurt, the real reasoning was for self gain. And then Mm -hmm. there's the person that truly just wants to hurt someone. And that is their gain. Those people are, typically evil kind of in a way, you know, they're the ones that like you think about it, it, even in a situation like a serial killers deceptive, right. But then we follow suit with that. And is a serial killer any more deceptive than a politician, any more deceptive than the media. So another thing, which is a form of deception and people don't think about this. It's not just like substance abuse. But in terms of like gambling, gambling oh, addiction yes. is really like big upon this because you think about this where gambling in itself, gambling is okay. There's sometimes for fun gambling, it's okay. Like, I'll be honest, like some people I've known for a while and they do for fun gambling where it's like, oh yeah, I'll just gamble like a 20 bucks or like like you know like a buck 50 maybe at most and you know maybe I win or I lose but like like that's just like my quote unquote extra income but like that in itself when we form let's say for example when you form an addiction to this and you've become so attracted to it it's just like for you to become not just self-aware it it's just a fact that it comes to a point where it's either intentional or unintentional because on a certain level you didn't there's some forms of defe- of deception that it's by choice and there's some points of it that it's not by choice there's also a certain point where the person who's claimly I would say accused or not accused, but like being or that is the deceptor deceiving themselves. Yeah. The one, one you know, do you know another group that's really good about deceiving themselves gamers? Oh dude, like dude, gaming addiction too is there's another thing like, and not just that CSGO community is, 
another thing where you open cases and you either buy them or like sell them for like big money. So you actually like deceived yourself with the value of that case and you actually just sometimes like either sell high because you think that this is really like high priority, not really like high, high priority or like the value of it is really high. That Like that's what you think. And like you incorporate it with like the patient, the patient's, and we're talking about this and the ones who's deceiving, right? So, like, incorporating it with the choice, the free will, and the intentionality, because a lot of it has come into a point where we think about it, and it's just as there's like the graph that you that you could see, where there's the choice graph, and then there's the expulated graph. And this is according to the, again, the journal for, or journal of the Royal Science, or Royal Society, rather, of medicine. So they say that there's a graph of choice and responsibility. Whereas when you're deceiving a person, the ch when it's like, there's a graph of choice where it's up to the point where it's intentional or non-intentional and then there's a point where you're lying intentionally but you're not taking responsibility for it there's also a there's also a deception where you're not intentionally lying but you're actually exaggerating it or or not lying but like deceiving Yep. Right. So up to a certain point where you consider it like an act of willful deception, like illness, dece illness deception can be meaningfully conceptualized between a, so a social, legal, or moral model of a human nature where you recognize the capacity of choice and you recognize the, you recognize like the potential for pursuing the benefits and the there's an example of that it would be someone trying to get a job that they're really not qualified for or don't understand they could put themselves in danger by claiming they understand and know how to run say a nail gun next thing you know they're going right to the hospital the first nail time they shoot a nail they shoot it through their hand or something because they really didn't know how to run it you know there's that is deception and it can be dangerous to the person that's actually deceiving unintentionally because they just wanted something. And then like a gamer, um, deceiving yourself into thinking like how many, I know you've done it. I guarantee you've done this because I've done it too. I'm not gaming all that much. And you believe it because you're deceiving yourself. When you really think back of it, okay, in the last week, I've gamed at least six hours a day every day. Maybe I have been gaming too much, you know? <laughs> you know, that's one of those things where you deceive yourself and you're trying to deceive others, but they know better. So really the only person you're deceiving is yourself. That's a really confusing situation when you're actually trying to trick yourself and not realizing it. And that's where addictions tend to be. Addictions, a lot of times, it's not trying to deceive the other person, although it is sometimes to get what you need. Sometimes it's trying to deceive yourself and thinking, I'm okay. I got this under control. 
and you really don't because you're trying to deceive yourself because you really believe it. And if you really think about it, you know you don't. Yeah, and not just that, but like deception in the form of gaming is actually really huge because it goes upon like the results of you thinking you're good at the game where you really suck at the game and you tend to believe that you're really good at the game but you really suck it and there's up to a certain level where you kind of like discuss deception as a person where you actually tend to believe it so here's always like my illustration upon deceiving right so deceiving or deception rather is an art of poisoning so think about this way right there's two things one you you've actually like to a point made it to a certain level where you actually fill a cup of poison and you think that it's actually like when you give the poison to others it's actually like poisoning yourself and you tend to actually not just social not just avoid it but you actually drink the cup and once you drink the cup and let's be honest here we we talk about like diets and things like that we talk about exercising working out which sometimes like work for other people but in terms of like deceptions there's actually the thing where you eat or what you drink it's what you become so once you drink that poison you became that poison yourself and think about this when you put when you pour a cup of deception it's not just like the other not just you drinking it but you becoming it you know perfect analogy to that is princess bride if anybody's ever seen it literally both cups are poisoned you don't that is exactly what deception is you're poisoning yourself while you're poisoning the other person you're just more immune to it doesn't mean that you're not affected you're just more immune that was like the perfect example for what you just said in a visual sense if anybody catches that scene yeah so that being said like so there's a lot of forms of, de of deception and we can all tell all day about how we deceived ourselves or how we deceived others. But a lot of things is that, or a lot of those things that you see is, it's not just about you being a deceiver, but you, the other the other people being deceived. So we'll talk about this first, and and we'll make it quick. If you're the person being deceived, you actually need to make it to a conscious conscious decision. And it's not just me, but like there's always it's always a coin flip decision, which is not just like really a fifty fifty, but like there's a form of it where you have to take into account human error. And this is 
this is actually like a big subject in this kind of like study where you think about human error and there's there's always like two kind of like two frameworks that you have to deal about this the people who actually like tend to believe in the best in others and that people who actually go for the benefit of the doubt both both things are actually they're actually siblings but they're not equal so think about it this way right because a lot of people tend to confuse believing in the best and giving the benefit of the doubt because okay my i'll give you a practical example my interactions with tim okay my interactions with tim and i won't say that my interactions with tim are entirely false but i won't also tell you that it's entirely true when when tim tells me a story and i'll be honest with you here i'm it's not dependent upon the relationship but my interaction with a person now if it's tim i'd go with and this always like my usual way of thinking is when i in, when i interact with other people i'll give them the 90% of i'm believing the best in you because you told me like this thing and this fact this fact about you right but sometimes you don't usually take the 10% of the doubt that you actually take into account because you look at the facade you think it's real but let let's again let's revert to the pre- previous thing that i've said among us right once you've been able to actually detect like the lies and the deceptions that the other party is actually doing then you're giving that same okay i would say for at first code and code suspicion but you're giving this this element of a doubt that you actually trust that person you know what i mean so think about it this way when you create this element of those things and this is my rule of life is you when once you always interact with other people you either believe in the best in them or you give them the benefit of the doubt so there there's a thing with people that have chronic deception i would say chronic which is it always like occurs in a actual accelerating way and you actually detect those lies you actually de- detect their deception whereas there's a fact where you have to make it an point where you distinguish what they say into your usual interactions and take into account what they say so in the rule of you being the one 
deceive. Now, it's not just that they cannot deceive you. It's more of the fact that, okay, you're telling this, but this is the thing that you've just previously said, and you, there's like a human meat, you know, that you, that human iceberg that you want to take into account. So, you know, that's just me. You have to always take into account that there's always at least one to 10% of a lie that the person, or 10 to, or yeah, one to 10%. When you think about factor. it, when you think about it, even truths have two sides. Yeah. Even when, the, when, you're, when you're talking and you're thinking in your head, there's two sides to the coin. And one side might outweigh the other, like when you're having a feeling and you, in a way, but it doesn't mean there's not another side in your head that's thinking, but what if it's this really? And I'm just seeing it wrong. I do that a lot where I will think of, try to think of both sides. That's what, how I can think and try to put myself in someone else's shoes so I can, you know, try and believe in the best of them or help them the best way I can is I got to see both sides, even though my body and my mind want this one side because it feels like what I, it's what I'm feeling. But this is also part of me. If I think about it for a minute, I'll bring out the other side and I'll mention it because I'll say like, you know what? But there's also this that I have to take into consideration because otherwise I'm deceiving myself to not consider this as a possibility. I do that a lot. And you, you've seen when we have conversations, you know what I'm talking about. That's kind of what I feel that you're talking about because there is two sides because I will see the side that I want and I feel and it might be bothering me. But then there's the other side of me. What if I'm wrong? What if? So I got this it's the what I, what I feel like's right and what might be right. And I try to see things from two points of view on, or more points of view on everything when I talk to people. Mm-hmm. Because if I don't do that, then I'm automatically judging them. And if I'm judging them, I'm no good for them. So that's my theory. That's where I come from. And I, it's a very difficult thing to do. It takes a lot of years to try and not just automatically judge and go with what your gut feeling you have to sometimes just think well wait a minute T- just stop when you feel a really strong urge toward a certain side you're like hold on am i possibly wrong it's really hard to do if you can do it then you can actually also see through a lot of lies that way helps you see the obvious lies if you can do that so you don't get absorbed into them think about going into the car dealership you know you're getting lied to the second you walk in that door. As a car dealership, you're going in there knowing you're going to talk to one. So that being said, we're going to look into the eye of like the, of like the deceiver or the one who's portraying or fabricating this deception, right? So... It really depends if you really want help because there's a certain thing where you, and this is what I believe, correct me if I'm wrong. There's a lot of times that you know you're deceiving people, but because it's either of the two things, you want to make it into a make-believe scene 
where you want them to believe in the best or you want to make it into a point where it just actually just look good or the on the other side you actually want to just really look bad so you'll pull that emotion where you are actually self-aware of what you're doing that you're actually deceiving that you're actually fabricating things for it to work for your good so as a deceiver what do you do now because there's a lot of ways that you could do this and there's a lot of ways that you could deal with this and here's like my number one thing is if you're actually deceiving other people my best thing is or my best bet is if you really want to work it out then it needs help right it needs help because up to a certain level it becomes a little bit like you're already poisonous that you're already wanting to inject other people with it it's not just that you're deceiving yourself you're not just being toxic to yourself but you're also being toxic to other people so the way around it is one medical attention is a real thing where there are ca- classic deceptions that needs to to be worked on and there's a lot of things that you need to work on about it so you need medical attention with it on the other side if you're the deceiver and you say oh i don't really need help you'll come into a point where you when you really need help and when that comes you'll fall into the ground and because you've already deceived other people you have no bridges a lot of people are actually hesitant to actually reach out to you would you really want to make it into a point where it's like that would you really want it into a point where it's not just like you're deceiving other people for your personal gain and you lose everything think about it that way so yeah as we close tim is there anything you want to oh, say that, yeah just quickly like deception to both sides either side of the coin try to be aware of the dangers of it if you're the deceptor and sometimes people just like to do it just to try and get things going have a little fun or something they might be doing it intentionally in a fun way you know those people you want to that's you know just take an account if you if realize when you might actually potentially hurt someone physically or emotionally they might do something stupid especially if they're down you know there's a fun deception but maybe it's not fun to them or maybe you think it's fun at the time and later on it'll affect you so be aware that as a deceptor if you are doing it intentionally or try to be aware of it and try to focus on being self-aware if you uh have it happening if you self-aware if it's happening you know it happens to you same thing if you are being deceived don't get put in a position where you might financially put yourself in hardship 
where you're really in trouble, you don't have a place to live, you don't have coverage or something like that, or you're getting taken advantage of by someone deceiving you to the point where you can't afford it or it's hurting you especially, you know, or get hurt just because you find out they did deceive you and it was, you put yourself out there and for nothing, you know? So it's one of those things, deception is really dangerous. There can be white lie deception. There can be intentional deception. There can be passive deception where they just passing on information that they think is true because they were told and all these things in one way or another deception is mostly bad but there is potential for good if this deception is meant to lessen your pain or stray you away from maybe a suicidal thought. It can happen. Or severe depression, severe anxiety. Like I've seen it happen where people deal with anxieties that everybody knows that they deal with. And then even an entire group will purposely deceive the person away from it because they know if they mention the truth, it's going to put them in a bad state. So there are points where deception is not always a bad thing. I mean, if it's used to save a life or to put a, someone in a better state of mind because they need it, there's a potential for good there. So just that said, I mean, it's like with everything, you know, there's good, bads, in-betweens, and everywhere in between. But the point is, be aware of it. That's all you can do is self-awareness, awareness of others. And... The last thing I would say is if you're intentionally deceiving anyone and if it's by intention, the only thing I would say is for anyone, the truth sets you free. It's always underrated statement, but the truth will set you free. What? Whether you like it or not, there's a truth. There's a truth that could be said, and even even like that, people would actually think more of you than less, because there are a lot of people who care about you. There are a lot of people who loves you for who you are, not who you want to intend to be. So, that being said. A lot of people want the best of you. So, you know, if you want to tell the truth, that would make it easier, not just for you, but for other people as well. Look, I mean, let's be honest. If if you haven't lied or anything, you've not fabricated things, that's... That's part of humanity. I I personally believe that everyone has lied to a certain level. But let's be honest here. Re- whether you like it or not, if you've actually made it into a point to deceive others, the truth actually sets you free. That being said, we just want to say that we love you and we like you and that as our outro always say, you know, at any given point in time that you think you're not somebody, just remember, our DMs are always open. And we're here for you. We love each and every one of you all. Stay safe. And remember, this is your story. You don't have to do this alone. Peace out, everyone. Have a good one.
Thank you for listening to the Mental Detox Podcast. If you want to support the show, I encourage you to give it a five-star review and download or subscribe to the podcast. We are on various platforms such as Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Links are down below. Also, you can follow us in our various social media platforms such as twitter.com slash frankwolfbite and twitter.com slash judgeguilty for our twitter and instagram.com slash frankwolfbite and instagram.com slash an advocate for liberty on instagram thank you and have a great day